Hi guys, welcome back to the Last Set Podcast, first episode for 2023. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for all your support over 2022. I'm going to make sure that 2023 was probably the best year for podcasting. And in terms of speaking best, we've got one of the best guests we've ever had back on to kick off the year. Vince, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Uh, you've been on the podcast a couple of times yes. and we've, uh, obviously the first one was with your girlfriend, now fiance, Keisha. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And of course, one with Mark. Yes. Now it's time for the solo run. Finally. Yeah. Told you. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm good. It's been a while since I last saw you, so. Couple months. Couple months, right? Was yeah. it? No, it was longer than that, actually. I think it was. With Mark. When was the episode with Mark? I don't know, but I remember the last time I saw you was when I came to visit you at work, but it was good four or five months ago, so. Oh, yeah, when we did a session. Yeah. It's okay. You'll be seeing me more. Yeah, of course. Of course. Anyway, so first off, I just want to say a big congratulations, man. Thank you. And uh, yep. you finally did it, you know, finally uh, put <laughs> the ring it. on it, you know. Five years. Five yeah. years. Mm -hmm. Wow. For those of you who don't know that, uh, Vince actually used to be my boss. And before he departed, and now he's comfortably working hard at New Movement, is doing fantastic. Uh, one of the last things we did was when we had one of our last meetings, you were saying, yeah, I'm saving up because you know I'm getting ready for da -da, pointing towards the ring finger. And I was like, oh, it's finally happening. And then I think it was literally almost a year. Yep. A year since you said that as well. Yep. And now Those know. things aren't cheap. <laughs> Gotta save for those. <laughs> no, they are, but, but they're worth it. Oh, yeah. I mean, because how long? Because you said you and Keisha have been together for five years. Five years, yep. And then you met when you first came here. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Yep, a little over five years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. And you got a kid together as well? We do. He's <laughs> so hairy. Doesn't have mine or his mom's hair, but yeah. How old is Kenzo now? He'll be two in February. Fuck, he's getting so big. It's a dog, just so people know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. So... Now that you're back, now that things are rolling, uh, we can dive a little bit more deeper into things. Now, yeah. recently, the first thing I wanted to ask you, brother, is you've had an exceptional year in 2022. Um, started off a bit rocky for you, and then we don't need to dive too deep into that, but where you've got to where you are right now is a lot better of a place. Um, without you know, naming names or talking about anything, uh, do you feel like what you had to go through was kind of worth it now to get to where you are today. Yes, I do. I think anytime people go through anything, you probably know that too. I mean, regardless what it is, you know, it makes you better and realize and learn and all that stuff. So, Oh yeah. I think it was, it was necessary. I wish it didn't kind of have the, the, the length of time that it did. You know what I mean? And, would have been nice to have different outcomes, but I think once again, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I learned from it for sure. Definitely better from it. And yeah, this last year, like you said, has been a real good one. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent, man, you know, it's good when things happen, adversity, all that type of stuff, but you know, you can just try and uh, not let it happen again. Like now, in a sense, you use it as my fiance is gone a few weeks without me I could stress I could be all frustrated all that but you know you just learn there's no need to especially when you had past things that was 
worse in a sense, you know, more stressed, cause med- medical issues, things like that. So, yeah. Because mm. didn't last year you have some sort of issue with your, was it with the stomach again? Yeah. And then tell them a little bit about that because. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, okay. So everyone handles what, I mean, stress differently, right? And stress can affect people. When I was in college in America, I hurt my left foot, two of my toes, right? It doesn't sound that bad, but I had to have surgery, everything. Wait, really? Yeah. What was the surgery on your toes? Yeah, I just blew out both two of my toes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, from just pr- practicing, not even like a game. So, yeah, it's not that tough. But um, <laughs> uh, first time I ever missed playing football, right? And I played, geez, at that point, over 10 years consistently. Wow. So that stress and frustration of not being able to play and stuff, it got me sick. And then I had a bacteria, which normally is the starting point to cause ulcers oh. from stress. So I fixed that before. So then back to recently, just this past year, um, yeah, there was a, you know, that phase where, you know, stress can affect the the stomach and the lining of the stomach and then people are affected differently with reflux and I had a uh, an issue where there was reflux and then it tore the lining of my stomach so then I had to you know take medicine to help coat that and let it heal had like the scope down the throat to make sure there was no ulcer so yeah man I mean things you know things happen when when you let stress and other things get to you too much and you know, not just for myself, but my relationships and all that, it made it stronger. So, yeah. Mm. So another big thing I also wouldn't bring up is like, uh, recently you've been posting about that you're now getting back into competing in physique competition. Yes. Uh, was this something that you made a decision on last year that you believed, you know, it was time to step back on stage now that you felt like you were in a little bit more of a comfortable place to be competing or is this something else that sort of motivated you to get back on stage? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. <clears throat> I mean, I, we, we spoke a bit of times about that, you know, in person and when we've had some P, uh, not PT, but training sessions together. Um, I mean, this last year, especially moving from what I was doing to trying to now do what you pretty much do. And you've been doing like running that coaching business from a gym I felt like this last year I needed to build up my clientele coming from being just a manager to now being solely a coach, you know, talk to more people, all the things you do when you start out as a coach, you know, you know that. So it was kind of doing all those things, being there a lot of time in the day, standing at front, talking to all new people I haven't talked to. So I felt like I needed this last year to build up my business get to a a consistent stable point with that and as you know I was saving for (laughs) a ring so and on top of that you know I had the plans of my family coming um, to visit who I hadn't seen in almost four years and a few other things on top of that where I just felt like now yeah like I'm at a good point with my business and it's getting better now especially with the new year and busier so I have to still focus on that, but with that being good and nothing much happening now, but, you know, kind of same thing every day, 
I felt I was in a good spot to to give enough effort to compete because I feel like if you're going to compete, you may as well be able to give your all because if you're not going to be able to do your best, then what's the point type of thing. So, yeah, that well, that sort of leads to the next question for people that are kind of listening that want to get into competing. Do you believe there should be a certain set of parameters they should have in place before they have the first, you know, take that first step? Yeah, I just think you have to understand what it takes you know what I mean? And know if you can do that. Like if you're a FIFO worker, right? FIFO people have different jobs. Some are more laborious than others. You know what I mean? Some have different swings. Some have, it's all different. So some FIFO people could handle maybe competing while others can't. You know, some people may have kids and a family and it's just too much to juggle where people who are, you know, single or only have a boyfriend, girlfriend and no kids or like a dog only, <laughs> like myself, like it's a bit easier. So um, I think you have to be able to know the time you have to give. And if your life allows it, then you then have to know the effort and sacrifices. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, yeah, someone else can look better than you. But if you don't come at your best, then there's no point in trying anyways, right? Because maybe your best can beat someone, but if you're not your best, then there's probably a good chance you're not going to have a good outcome. So, because, yeah, I think it's, uh, it reveals a lot of people's true character. True. So, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, some people do it once, and then they realize, yeah, it's not for me. I did it. It was fun. Well, I, I want to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I always respect that you kind of – People who actually just do the thing rather than actually, you know, judge from an outside perspective have a little bit more uh, credibility, I would dare yeah. say. Like, I've, I've always been critical of bodybuilding and I've always been respective of it. And I've always been told, well, you've never done it before, so yeah. you shouldn't really be talking. I'm like, well, well you could have views. Like, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's people who do it, male and female, you know. People might say more females, but males too who they only do it to get a certain body image like oh i want to be lean and look like that or i want abs so i'm going to do a competition to get it and then when they're not competing and they realize it's not sustainable you know what i mean then it really messes with them and then they they get unmotivated and they're back and forth with what they want to do and they think oh it's you know it wasn't the the fact that they did it for the wrong reasons they're just coming up with any excuse to be the reason why they're not still where they were but in reality you can't sustain that and that's like we said before i think on social media you see all these people that are year-round buff ripped mm -hmm. lean shredded but whether it's the same pictures they took one day for the whole year they use <laughs> or i mean they're on enhancements you know what i mean and power to them but once again that's the thing if you're going to be a professional and want to do it then you're going to have to do those things. And there's no judging. That's fine. But you still have to work hard and eat and you have to do those things. So to do it for the right reasons and not, oh, I want to look a certain way, so I'm going to compete. Like, no. For me, I played football, American football, like we all know, for 20 years. Don't play anymore. I'm competitive. What do I want to do? You know what I mean? Don't want to go running or do any of these swimming in the ocean thing, all these events that people do, you know what I mean? Triathlons. So I'd rather, you know, work on building a body, which, you know, it's not an easy thing to do from a natural standpoint either. 
and you get to learn about yourself more. And yeah, I'm not as athletic as I used to be, but <laughs> that doesn't mean after I compete, I can't start training towards that. You know what I mean? Mm. Because although I enjoy, this is going to be like my fifth time doing a bodybuilding show. I enjoy it. It's fun because it's competitive more so with yourself. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It makes you learn a lot about yourself. And I think every time I compete, I, I get better at something or both mentally, physically. And the main thing is the physical thing for me is last time I competed, do I look different? Do I look bigger and better on the things I needed to improve on? And if so, then I already won, mm -hmm. even though I might not get first place. That's fine. So, yeah. I hear a lot that I think it was someone said to me, a couple, I think it was the beginning of last year, and it's like kind of stuck, and I've said it quite a few times on the podcast, but really happiness comes from growth. And I feel like people find a lot of dessert, uh, find a lot of fulfillment from compare. It's not about, I think they say, oh, it's not really yesterday because the person who you actually were yesterday is not really that much difference. I yeah. dare say, I mean, you can do only a certain amount of things in a day. I always tell people, compare yourself to who you were last year because a lot can actually really happen, I dare say, in a year. And what I mean by that is like the reason why physical events such as like bodybuilding are so beneficial in terms of like personal growth is because if you look at the photos of what you had to when you had your first competition compared to the second competition, there is it's visible and that's what people look at and they actually get a lot of sense of fulfillment out of. Um, and as the further you go on, the more you stick to it, the more happy, I would say, the more happiness you obtain from it. And because... It's not, and then it comes to the second point, it's not about saying yes to more, it's actually about saying no. To, say, to stick to something, you have to say no to other things, that's what I say. Um, and now that you've done it for, like, let's say, five years, what would you say is, like, been physical or, you know, mentally-wise when it comes to competing, what would you say was, like, the biggest improvement over those five, was it five competitions, you said? Yeah, I mean, I did my first one in 2000... How old 17? were you when you did your first one then? 2017. So, so I was 20. Oh gosh, whatever. Was that five years ago? Yeah. 22? 22, okay. Or I was 22, yeah, 22. Mm -hmm. 22. And then I was, I did my second one when I was almost 23 in America and then came here. Mm -hmm. Did three in America, sorry. And then Question, I came did here. Did you have a beard at the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the beard came in at a, what? And the high school, like fully connected. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Wow, you were allowed to have beards in high school. Yeah, I didn't go to a private school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't allowed. Like, they if you did that, no, yeah, I they thought did it that. was just your clothes. Oh no, my no, my high school was super strict. Oh if I had this, God. I'd be told to go home and shave it. <laughs> I mean, it's not even much for the record. You can't have a camera on me, but it's literally yeah. bum fluff off the fucking like yeah. fucking it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, and then um. <laughs> Still, <laughs> and then my hair now, but like you've seen me, what it was like with long hair and oh, all yeah. that. Yeah, that you already got sent home for sure. Like your hair wasn't allowed to touch the collar, your hair wasn't allowed to fall below your eyebrows, your hair wasn't allowed to fall wow. below your ears. Yeah, we had really, really strict hair rules. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, but yeah, the yeah, like you were saying, like you can see the differences. I mean, the biggest differences is just, I guess, size because how much I weighed when I stepped on stage, <clears throat> you know, the first couple times, even this last time I competed, which was like 
was it 2020? Mm-hmm. So it was almost three years ago. I was around 69 kilos on, on stage. stage. Yeah, lean. Where, once again, I'm already knowing I'll be more than that, but any more than that, that's how you know you've improved, and that's muscle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you were 69 kilos on stage, do you remember what your starting weight was before you started the prep? Oh, yeah, under... And probably like 78-ish. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like 82 and a half. Oof. Nice. Yeah. So, so what are you aiming for this time on stage? Ah, well, just like going by the thing. look. But I'd like to be more than the last time. That's the goal. Yeah. If I could be like, say, 75, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of muscle, five kilos. Yeah. You is When you go into it, though, is it weight category or? No, no, no. Men's yeah. physique's just, it'll be more height for your overall classes but if you do any of the other uh categories like novice first timers they'll just put you all together icn does that oh so, so that is that the organization we're going with yes and we'll see maybe ynf as well mm-hmm. kind of like mark did he did icn ynf but nationals for icn is that same day ynf has their show, so I decide because if I, you know, win and I get first and I go to nationals, then I won't be able to do Y and F. But I would like to because I like the way they have everything set up and <clears throat> their judging and all that type of stuff. The last few years have been real good, so not just not just because Mark won overall either, but mm. <laughs> it did great. It did really but well. He, yeah, that's what I mean. Like. Yeah, it was just it's just good. And ICN this year is going to be, you know, with the new president, it'll be good. And I'm excited. But main thing is, yeah, like I said, I may show up on the day and someone's going to be, you know, just a bit better and win. And if that's the case, so be it. But if I'm better than I was before, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that growth. Any, everyone wants to win, you know what I mean? You'll have that moment of, ugh, like a feel like I should have won but then you realize well I did because you know I got better than I did the couple years before um I've competed another time so that's another win you know what I mean so you just put it all into perspective and and take like you said the growth from it and kind of like you said you look at how you were last year you can do it with competing or my situation in life last year with my career and life change and all that stuff. You know what I mean? If you see that you've made growth, then that's how you can kind of view if you're happier or how much more happiness you have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. With a sport like, you know, bodybuilding and physique competing, it's incredibly grueling on the body and one that's actually like a very yearly process. Like I was talking to Mark at the end of the end of last year and he was saying, Oh, what's the plans next year? You're going to go back again. He said, I don't think he said he wanted to and all that because he said he wanted to take at least a year off and get better. And it was just like, the thing is with these guys, these bodybuilders and physiques, they feel like they have all the years like literally planned out as they go along and they literally take a year off, like a full year off just so they can get better. Like how do I just question like for someone such as yourself, you do as well, but like how do you like maintain that mindset of 
except in the fact that okay, I'm gonna I won't be able to do this thing for a year. We'll have to train for a year for it because that's the kind of stuff that will make me go mad and all. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's true. It's just like we would say to some of our clients that are gen pop, you got to give it time. Mm. For Mark, myself, being natural, you have to give it time. If we were like, all right, let's jump on a couple cycles of this, 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 and that, maybe I could try, you know, IFBB season B this year and see if, you know, how I'm looking. But he also wants to do, go from doing like a fitness sports model division to now doing classic. Mm. And we know, you know, that's a big jump in muscle mass. So, and he's doing really good in his off season. He's putting on good size and doing it. And if he does it right, then, you know, give it a good time. He's been following the nine ancestral tenets. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was seven. No, no, if he was, then he would be doing something this year for IFBB. But um, (laughs) no, he's not. And that's the thing. Remember he's, you know, he's young. He kind of, you know, works at the gym, but mm. also has another job, and he keeps himself occupied, but outside <clears throat> of work with just training, and I don't know. He's definitely wired differently. It's n- not everyone's like that. Like I said, you know, he comes from that music background where you have to, it's it's a lot of repetition, practice, time, probably. So it might have been easier for him, and, you know, I do sports as well, where it's a little different because, you know, you can train for something for a few months and be ready for it. Kind of like any off season, they have a few months training camp, all that. Um, or even like BJJ between competitions, you have that time when you're training to get better and then you can go and even yourself, you've been kicking ass lately. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's how you can see you're getting better too. Yeah. Well, the thing is for me, um, the most important thing is like, it's there's an abundance of opportunity in BJJ. I wouldn't say as much in our bodybuilding because how many organizations are there in Perth? There's ICN. There's just two now. Oh well, there's like nat like just in general, how many? Yeah. Oh well, there's probably like four. Yeah. There's like two IFBB ones, and then there's the two natural federations. Yeah, and then there's only like a very handful of few competitions a year. But with BJJ, it was yeah, like. Too. There's competitions nearly every month, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing for me. I mean, I've got one lined up first one next Saturday, and then I've got one lined up two weeks later, and then another one for that three weeks later, and I've already got the whole calendar booked for the year, yeah. which is awesome, really happy for that. But it's not like that for bodybuilding. It's like, no. you know, you have to do a 12-week leading up to it, then you compete, and then that's it. You know, you that yeah. could be the only thing for the year. Well, in America, they have it <laughs> all the but, dang time. Exactly, because there's abundance of but, it in America. Yeah, but I would also just say, like what I was saying, the difference is you need that time to build muscle, especially for, let's just say, the natural federations, right? Mm-hmm. You, if, you, if you love competing, if I'm sure there's people mentally that just love dieting down mm. to the bone, literally, as lean as you can be, and then competing, showing it off. Like, people love it, and I don't, I don't doubt it, and I don't judge anything like that, but if you want to do well and be the best, whether it's to win over in general or just be better yourself, you have to give it time to work on the things. You know what I mean? And some people, you don't need much to work on and you only need that half a year to where you do season A, then you can do season B. 
But for some people, it's it's different. You know what I mean? Or for BJJ, maybe you lost your first couple and you realize the issue and you work on that technique for a couple months and you're getting stronger because you always train, you know, strength-wise. Um, and you know how to train strength conditioning-wise, which is more for sport, the conditioning aspect too. It shows when you start winning. You know what I mean? Where you go do bodybuilding and they say, oh, you need more size on your lat now if it's only your posing then psh, you can just practice for the next few months and then do the next show be a better poser and then you can probably win but if it's oh you need more size on your back and this and that then you might need to you know give it time to build muscle because we all know naturally it takes time to build muscle mm -hmm. so unless they say you just need to be more conditioned and leaned then you can probably do the next show, but you have to diet probably a bit harder or figure out what you weren't doing, make those changes to come out in better condition. Mm. So, yeah. Is but, there a specific body part that you, you've had to work on since the last competition then? For me, it was just, I guess in general, kind of maybe just a little more size. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, men's physique chest isn't necessarily one of the features like classic or overall is we do like a chest pose but it's not as judged as much as your your lat spread and your v taper oh, for okay. men's physique right so once again <clears throat> i probably just a bit more width on my back maybe and a little more size all around i would be good mm. so i just would say yeah didn't have enough size probably Okay, so what's like your typical training split then leading up to the competition right now? Now I'm doing five days a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm just doing, it's pretty much like, you know, chest, back, shoulders, mm -hmm. do legs, then like a legs and arms type of day. Mm -hmm. So, Are you cycling out of legs any chance by getting closer to the competition? Because... Oh, yeah, when you get closer. Judged, yeah. yeah, yeah, when you get closer, I'll probably, I might keep a day in there. You know what I mean? You still do legs. You just won't do it maybe the last week or maybe two. Some coaches do that for men's physique. But you keep it in there. You just don't, you know, you don't have two days or you don't make it anything difficult with, like, barbell work or anything like that. You just keep it high rep and really just to keep burning calories at that point to keep getting lean. So, yeah. Uh, do you just plan on then just staying in that division or – do you have any plans to maybe experiment, you know, go to classic or anything else like that? Or what was the other one you said you might did? Like fit, was it a sports model or? That's what it was in YNF, but oh, okay. in ICN it's fitness division. Fitness division. Which okay. is like. <clears throat> How is that judged, by the way? Yeah, look, you're supposed to have like an athletic sports look. So you're. You're nice, lean, very conditioned, like a men's physique, but you're not as much muscle mass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you look, you know, but your legs are judged, whereas in men's physique, it's not. So it's kind of like a smaller classic physique person, I would say, because mm -hmm. they wear the shorts. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all kind of different. Some federations have different kind of uh, criterias for posing as well as their routines, you know what I mean? Like, in America as well, they don't do 
like the side chest and stuff in men's physique. They don't? No, no, no. Okay. They just do quarter turns and things. In those federations, we're out here. They'll do like side chest, things like that, and make it almost just like the same poses as classic physique. You just don't get your legs judged. So, yeah, it's weird, but... Yeah, all I'm worried about is what my division does, so. Fair enough. But um, we'll see how I look in a few weeks as well, and if I still have some some wheels on me, <laughs> maybe we'll do classic. But if not, I would have to give myself another period of time to just get a bit bigger, both upper body and lower body. Because mm. you've been competing for over five years now. Um, yeah, well, I haven't done one in a couple years. Yeah, that's fine. That's and I had probably had a good year and a half. Well, you had the pandemic was, as well. So. Well, there was that, and then my Can't, stomach issues yeah. where I wasn't training and eating properly. So, you know, definitely this last year I've been. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I've always like respected about it. Like, it's not one of those things that you can have inhibitors and you know expect to do well. For, like for me personally, you know who Gordon Ryan is, uh, mm-hmm. the BJJ pound for pound greatest grappler right now. I don't know, actually. Okay. Uh, well, well, I mean, well, the point I was trying to make, he's been, he used to compete on, like, stomach issues. Oh. And, like, heavy stomach issues, issues and, like, have to go on medication and calm down food. It's not like that's something you can do in uh, competing, you know what I mean? Like, if you get sick the day before, a couple of weeks leading up to, most people, like, pull out a competition. But, yeah. you know, from some, like, guys I've heard of, you know, they get sick before a competition or then... They still yeah. show up on the day and still compete regardless. It's if he can get it done in five seconds, then why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, like, that's but that's the thing with pose. It's it's yeah, it's different, but yeah, it's just also what you can tolerate. You know what I mean? But let's say you're someone who has to build muscle and you have to eat a lot, but you can't because you're sick and stuff. Then you're gonna struggle. Mm. Whereas even if you're trying to do bodybuilding and you're sick and you can't hold food down. You won't recover better and probably won't be maintaining as much muscle. So True, true. Yeah. So the point I was going to also make it to was like, because you've been doing it for a while, if you could go back in time to when you first started, was there anything that you would have told yourself Jeez. that would have helped out? <laughs> like Anything you would have like, gone back and told young 22 Vince? Like just competing-wise? Competing-wise, mindset-wise, physicality-wise... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'm more disciplined. Like, obviously, when I was competing my first time, you, I, you know, I follow everything. Still, I follow the plan. I'm, I'm strict and disciplined with it. But you know, during that first part, like when you're still 20 or so weeks out, and you're, you're not supposed to eat certain things, and you're eating it, or, you know, when I'm supposed to be eating enough to be putting on, but I'm not trying you know what i mean because i'm like oh, i'm full i would do like i have been recently doing and just trying to force myself and like understand that's just how it is but i don't know really it would i don't know if there's much different mm. to be honest i'm i mean there's always like like i said when it's outside of like that grind time like 12 weeks out or so time before that if I were to put more effort in, maybe I would have had a bit more to show for. That's probably all I would say. But I don't know. Mindset-wise. Oh, when it comes to stress, too, yeah, definitely. 
would have had a different outlook on that. Does the mindset change over the 12 weeks at all? Like, okay, it's four weeks, not going out, you know, don't want to move much. Well, yeah. And like I said, it just depends on how you, the type of person you are. Like, I'm never, especially in the last, geez, handful of years, not the type to go out and be a like a, a social butterfly. Like, I go out and I do, you know, whether it's for work or... I do catch up with other certain people, you know what I mean? Or even like yourself for a workout if it is or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But it's not too hard in that sense. What's hard is just the fatigue. Mm. So it's like the things you have to do, work and and all that, it becomes in your mind like, oh, you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? So, But it's just it's very dependent on the person. You just got to be disciplined, have a strong mindset. So, yeah, I don't think I would tell myself much different. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on going for your pro card then at some point this year? Or no, you've been doing it for some time? Well, yeah, look, like I said, if I do well in the state show and I'm like, oh, I'll go do nationals, then the goal is to win, you know. But once again, like in this sport, you can be your best. But if someone's just better on the day and they beat you, like you, there's not much you can do, right? Or what the judges see. So it's not like a BJJ where if you are your best, you're, mm-hmm. you're like, and you're better than that person, it's going to show, right? I may have worked harder and did more stuff to get to where I was, where it may have been less of a struggle for the other person that beat me, but everyone's different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just how it is. But um, if I can get it, yeah, I'll probably go for it. Fair enough. Fair and enough. if I don't get it, then I'm sure one day I'll try again. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's it's not that uh, it's not something that would be nice to do, and it's not like it's my first time competing. And I'm like, oh, I want to get my pro card. Like I've done this both in America and here, and you know, I do it because I enjoy the competitive side it brings out even if it's just with myself. But, um, yeah, I definitely would uh, would say potential to go pro. Good man. Good man. Since I couldn't do it in American football. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a bit of a strange thing, but you at least got as far as you could with the American football and all that, Mike. Yeah. I never really asked you that, but what what point did you realize it was – Sort of time to pack it in because you said you did it for twenty. Was it how long? Yeah, twenty. I played twenty years. Twenty years. Like so you started with what you were like seven. Yep. Wow. What was that like playing when you were seven? <laughs> did you have a beer back then? Running around. <laughs> no, but my ass was hairy still, like it is. <laughs> but no, I was just like running around. I don't know, learning to play and like, yeah, it was fun. I was always smaller too, but I was always tough and then all that. But yeah, it was fun back then. And then we didn't you say you also play. went to university on a scholarship to play as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. What, what university did you say you went to? Oh, I went to um, uh, Menlo College, private university. And then you were there for how many years? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. What, what tier school was that? Oh, it just depends. Like, if you're looking from a sports standpoint? Yes. Well, you have, like, your Division 1s, 2s, 3s. 
and then NAIA, but the NAIA could be equivalent to like a division two, you know what I mean? It just depends, but they're more of like individual. They don't have conferences in a sense, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we would play teams that were division two, three, one double A. It just depends. But in, in general, it's not like your teams you see playing on TV, <laughs> like the big colleges, Big un like Stanford and stuff like that. So it's not like that, but yeah, still, still a a, a university at the end of the day. Nice, so. nice. And then finally, you came here and you were playing here. What was the biggest difference you found between playing gridiron in America and gridiron in Australia? A lot. <laughs> the athleticism. The just. You know, games, referees, everything. <laughs> just a different level. Mm -hmm. Just like I was, like we just said with the divisions, like you could have guys that in my division could play Division One schools, mm -hmm. right? Well, you know, there's the the level of competition. It was yeah, it's probably equivalent to high school in America mm -hmm. <laughs> football team. As mm -hmm. bad as that sounds, that's cool. You that's okay. I mean? That's not bad at all. And yeah. it's not. It's not that it it it's hasn't been good, or you know, when other teams out here have American imports, and there are good Australians that you know play. I just think out here in WA now, it's not as big as when I first moved out here and played. So I think it's just kind of dwindling a bit. I wouldn't. Well, I never really expected yeah. it to be big here. It could though, but yeah. like you know what I mean, like. It can. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's bigger over on the East Coast right now, like the Gold Coast and uh, Victoria, all that stuff. It's a bit bigger gridiron. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you, a lot of people watch it, you know what I mean, like American football in college. and It's just getting people to play because it's just like any sport. If they don't start too young, it's hard to get someone involved as an adult. And most of these adults are working during the day and – have family you know what i mean they're not it's almost like you go to the rec center to play a pickup basketball game mm, that's that's true this is yeah but there's a bit more practice involved and stuff with the gridiron mm. and more organized but it's that level of competition like i said it's just you know it's a bit dangerous too because of how not understanding fully how to play sometimes people out here just go crazy yeah. Like I did when I was young. <laughs> you just go and hit everything. Fair point. Other than your um, busted toes, did you ever, ever yeah. suffer any injuries or anything like that? I mean, nothing that kept me out like a whole year like that, no. I mean, I've had concussions before. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had like maybe, I've had one for sure. Then I've had a couple where you kind of like shake it off like, oof. Wow. Know. But, you know. What was that like? Oh, well. <laughs> Can you remember <laughs> the one where I like blacked out? I just, oh, you blacked out. That was the like one bad one. I was like running. It was, I was actually playing quarterback high school. I was looking to throw it to someone, but I wasn't looking at the person running at me this way. And then they hit me. Jesus. Yeah, it was for a bit. And then I came to it. 
<laughs> it was like young high school, like 10th grade, probably like 10th grade. So you 15, were only like 15, yeah, 15, 16 at that time. Jesus. And then the, the other ones, like there was probably one again later in high school, my senior year, but it was more like I hit someone and you just like shake it off oh. type of thing. You just feel a bit like, Oof, you know what I mean? Mm. And one in college on turf, like turf field and freezing cold. It's so hard. My, I kind of hit the head off the turf a bit after making a tackle. And then that kind of gave me a little like fuzzy feeling and like shook it off. So a couple of those. Oh. And I've had like a couple broken fingers, but it doesn't keep you out. And Broken fingers? Like which fingers? Uh, like my pinky one I've broken. Jesus. This one. Broken the tip of this one. Jesus. My toes, obviously. I've had um, like a tear in my intercostal. Parts of my ribs, so like slight strains and tears. Fuck, that must have been hard to breathe in. Yeah, I missed. I missed probably. What was it like? One game in college for that, and then I had to play with like a rib protector too. It was awkward, but yeah, it was hard to breathe. Wow. And then one day it was just like easier. Just felt easier. So, but besides that, like I've yeah, those are really the only things. And now I just get those old people things like my back or my hips tight, mm. <laughs> my calf. True, truly like an insane amount of stress on the body. That. Oh, those, yeah, from gridiron, yeah. That's the thing, like my body. And that's the thing, like bodybuilding too. Like some people only bodybuild. And if they only bodybuild, then they're, you know, they've probably had injuries, but not to the extent where like, you know, I've had so many nicks and pains from 20 years that trying to lift heavy or something will cause tightness or, you know, inflammation where for some people it won't be as bad or the recovery isn't as bad. Wow. So so what point did you uh, realize then, you know, it's time to pack it in? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it just as over time or? Yeah, just the, like I said, because before I finished playing out here, it was because I love playing. You know what I mean? I love the sport, but I wasn't training for it. Like I said, I'm not athletic anymore because <laughs> I was only training like a bodybuilder even then. And that's why even if you play it, even though it is a competitive um, league in a sense, right? It's a league out here, so there is competition. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's like a high-level like footy or basketball team out here like they have. So I wasn't training for it, and that's why I would always be nicked and have injuries or actually, geez, no, yeah, you were there, right, when I had, like, hurt my ankle before and stuff. So I've, yeah, it was time. Mm. And I think I probably had a couple little, like, oof, you know, Mm -hmm. moments (laughs) with the head again. and (laughs) When you had your last game and then when you finally were done with it, what did it feel like? Well, I kind of knew it was the last one, and I don't think I won. We played <laughs> in the finals, and I think we lost, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was. it was like it was that point where you, you don't want to, but after saying it, you, un- like you feel good that you're done. Mm. If that makes sense? It does. Like you feel and you know, like, yeah, okay, it's good, it's done. Even though part of you like, oh, I think I still can. 
but it's not like I stopped and was like, oh, no, I have to play, I have to play this. You know what I mean? So, And that's why I think what I do for a living, too, to help other people be better, along with trying to better myself keeps me, you know, always missing the sport, but understanding, like, my health and lung, like, future is more important than continuing to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happens if I hit my head again really bad or in that sport, you never know, as mm-hmm. we were talking about before. <laughs> so, you know, it's not worth it no. to always be injured and then how am I supposed to help people when I'm in my profession? Yeah, well, the thing is I say is, like, when it comes to, you know, business and working as a PT, it's not really that too much different to being dedicated to some, anything else, that, especially even sports, you know. Um, I've always found in PT, like, as long as you're taking care of yourself, you can pretty much do pretty well in a business in terms of uh, in a P- sorry, in terms of a PT career. But if you're not taking care of yourself, then how can you expect to give advice to take care of how – sorry, if you're not taking care of yourself – how can you expect to give people advice and how they can do the same for them? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Or you mean, look, at the end of the day, you're different from everyone, but you have to help just like you would help find your ways around the problems you have on staying consistent towards your goals or whatever it may be health fitness wise. You have to be able to help those people. That's why it's always funny if I, you know, Regardless if it's like I've had trained someone who was doing coaching, right? Like was becoming a coach. And then they try to say, oh, I'm just not as committed to put effort into it and this and that. And, you know, and then my little thing is just you can't expect your clients to do what you can't do. Mm -hmm. If you can't find the effort to put into it and have a coach like, like I was their coach and to check in and to communicate and to do all those things that you weren't doing, you can't expect your clients to do that. Mm. You can't do that. Yeah. So, and granted they were about to get their qualification, but it's still, it's that thing where just like you said at the beginning, when you start, it's time, you got to give it time and you got to do the, the work to get there, regardless if it's business or a fitness goal or whatever. Yeah, it's when people say, oh, 90% of life is showing up. I'm like, well, yes, showing up is a part of it, but then you actually have to do the work because just showing up alone doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't it, give you 90%. Yeah. <laughs> just it, means you're there 90%. Yeah, correct. The other yeah. 10 isn't. <laughs> and some, you have to at least give it some effort, or if not, all your effort. Exactly. Anyway, we're just so, leading up to the uh, last couple of minutes, man, just before we uh, wrap this up. Uh, guys, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us. If you want to follow Vince on Instagram, you can. Just drop the handle. Yes, the handle. Ooh, let me look because I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was you said like, that. Reach for his phone. No. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the coach underscore Vince Villacano. Cool. So coach underscore Vince Villacano is my last name. And you'll find me. Yep. And how can they apply for coaching? Is there a link in it? Uh, yeah, there's a link. Link tree link that I should probably check more often. You could also just send me <laughs> a direct message. Um, but yeah, really, don't I don't have much in-person slots. I do, but I don't. 
Mm-hmm. Just depends what people can do, but mainly for the online coaching or I am wanting to get into more of prepping, you know, bodybuilding competitors. Um, I have Mark and then I have Liana, so I have two, a male and a female. So, yeah, would would like to get more of those type of clientele as well. But oh, cool. anyone, obviously, I can help anyone. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Vince, thank you very much for joining me as well, man. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. I'm sure I'll be back, hopefully. I mean, if we see how well this does, it's kind of like I said, maybe there's a... <laughs> I mean, I, I have some time now, and I can find some time to be a co-host or, you know, something <laughs> like that. We could figure it out. Look, we could figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? We're just saying straight spitball, so spitball, and we'd have, a, like, a segment. You know, like I have the... Um, the Saturday sessions with the boys. Okay. That's okay. like another co-segment of it. Okay. okay. You can think of a name right now. Thirsty you got two Thursday. minutes. Thursday. Think of a name. Thirsty just. Thursdays. And it's just me and you with no shirt on filming the podcast. Yeah, and people okay. can be, <laughs> I don't know. You gave me two minutes. What am I? <laughs> uh, I don't know. New news. I'm new kidding. News. <laughs> uh, American and new news. Palm and the, yeah. We can give news around the world. New news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll get well, I'll be back. This is one of many, my friend. Anyway, um, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, we're going to be moving into the new studio, okay, my new place, and then we're going to be promising. I'm going to be promising you guys. I'm going to be dropping a whole load of new episodes, of course featuring Vince as well. Uh, guys, so uh, the next thing is, of course, yes, there are still spots to become a Patreon. All you have to do is just follow the link in the description. Uh, and guys, a big thank you to my Patreon so far. I cannot thank you guys enough. And I promise you this year and all the years is going to be dedicating to me bringing the best content I can. And of course, guys, to all my listeners, I promise you 2023 is going to be the best year for content so far. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And that is game.